to episode 363 of Texting, hosted by myself, Justin Vincent, and Jason Roberts, where uh, we're coming to you and AI is taking over the world. My laptop fell off the fucking roof and got run over by a truck. And honestly, I can't tell you truthfully if we're definitely recording the show or not. I think we are. Well, we'll find out soon enough. I mean, it says it, but I can't. I can't verify it but anyway. So we'll see. Okay, so let's continue the, the what your your pre-show commentary. So <laughs> you thought I was mad at you because I why? thought you were mad at me because I to I remember there was a, a thing that I posted on Discord where I said, "Oh, I think I'm getting good at Twitter." Because I kind of slightly not exactly made fun of of you not, not that that would be the reason that i'd be getting good at twitter but i did a bunch of tweets i did like i did 10 tweets i'm good at twitter look at me Wee! i'm good at twitter i did 10 <laughs> tweets and one of them was a retweet of adam Wathen benching 315 and i essentially cc'd you um, on this and anyway like 10 minutes later like I guess it's just completely coincidental. In in Discord, you say because because another thing that I had written was um, it's a renaissance with the capital AI because AI is taking over everything. Mm-hmm. Anyway, you tweeted what seemed like a really ang- you 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 Discorded what seemed like a really angry Discord. It's just like it's just like cut that shit out. Stop like duplicate tweeting. If you if you keep duplicate like posting stuff on Discord and Twitter, I'm gonna I'm gonna. I'm going to unfollow you on Twitter. Just cut that shit out. And so so I was like, oh, man, that seems like a lot of anger just for, for duplicate. So I guess he must be mad about me po- me retweeting the, the benching 315 thing. Uh, no. <laughs> See, this is exactly why I, I, I always include the winky face when I write stuff because you have this effect. If you don't put the winky face, people are like, oh, Jason's just being a hard ass. He's just f- joking around. Like, I was just joking around. I, oh. well, I was like, I was like, dude, like, I read, I read the exact same pithy remark on Twitter and then the same thing in Discord. I'm like, come on, man. Like, dude, you, post it one place or post it the other but i don't want to be reading the same bullshit i have been like like, treading on eggshells with you on discord for the last two weeks because i was like oh man i must have really upset him (laughs) oh dude i i was just like you know look like if you want to tweet like you if you want to go nuts on twitter like do that but just just no. don't no don't don't duplicate posts because because yeah. for for me and the ha- however many of the discord texting listeners who are on both they're going to be rolling their eyes like i just read this like five minutes ago man like it's like an echo you know i'm just i i'm not good at, at doing the whole making fun like having jabs thing i just think like there's so many different emotional reasons why i can't get involved in that it's like how i'm not good at investing <laughs> it's just like it's just there's too much emotions in this head you are a very very sensitive man <laughs> i mean you're the man of the new millennium you're the man the women ordered up i want a man who could cry you tell me his feelings <laughs> You know, they, they got, yeah, you. <laughs> they did. This is Mr. what they got. Oh I'm God. like the last century. I am not from this. I don't cry. I don't get my feelings hurt. I don't want to share my emotions. You know, whenever time I see a man cry, I roll my eyes. I'm like, give me a break. You know? <laughs> so we're funny. two, we're men of two different millennia. That's, that's, that's going on here. So no, I was not upset at all i was just giving you i was just teasing you about posting in two places but i was like it was the one time where i said they know i'm joking around i got do i really have to include a a winky face emoji 
Apparently I do. So <laughs> yep, you do. Apparently I ruined the last two weeks. You're like, you got to qualify that. Yeah. No, no. I, um, and sometimes I'm quiet on, tw- on, on discord just cause I'm like jamming. I got shit to do, man. Like I can't like, sometimes I'm like, it's just a thing. Like when you're really, um, when you're really focused and you just like, I gotta not, I just gotta not engage on stuff. I just gotta, I gotta work. I gotta work. And you know, it's it's easy to get distracted with you know the back and forth and the chit chat and you know it's it's not that I don't enjoy it, but it's just I gotta I gotta sort of it's just like turning off you know social media or something. It's like I'm not gonna look at my inbox. I'm not gonna look at Discord. I mean, one of the problems now is I get like I feel like I have like 20 inboxes now. I gotta check my personal inbox. I gotta check the Math Academy inbox. I gotta check my 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 text messages. I gotta check Slack. I gotta check Discord. I mean, it's like, hey, do you want to join another Discord? No, no, I don't. I don't want another inbox. I already got like seven. I have to like do this like round robin rotation every hours like to see to see what I gotta respond to. It's like you almost want to just consolidate, push everything into one inbox. Oh well, in that case, you're not gonna like what I was talking about with. Uh... <clears throat> uh, let me just see who it was with Doug Martin in Discord. Yeah, I, um, I, I glanced at it when I got back from lunch when you when I, I was already running behind and I just glanced at it and said something about oh we should set up a whole other channel for project and I'm like well you know <laughs> <laughs> no no it's yeah. worse than that oh no, I, uh, I, su- I suggested that for each each one of their projects we did their own channel so that they could do what I've been doing in list. So it's way worse than what you thought. No, so that would be no, no. Okay, here's what they should do. Here's what they should do. We should just have something called projects. Everybody post in there, right? And then they have to have, they have to reach some bar, and they'll be totally arbitrary. What would that bar is, and we'll just keep changing it until no one ever reaches it. <laughs> <laughs> be some bar and then get, they get, and they, your own you get your own, you get your own channel. channel like at first like oh you know suji launch no no you have to like really like the no true scotsman fallacy we'll just keep <laughs> applying it over and over and like well you said one you said 10 users but you said 100 users wait you said i had to have 100 paying users a thousand no dude it just keeps going it's look man racing the bar it's like come on you know you can do it Ten thousand <laughs> paying cool. users Ten thousand. no a hundred thousand <laughs> Dude, a hundred thousand was last month. Get with just the program. Just to get a channel, just to get million a million paying users, and you can have your channel. That's that's it. how that's how valuable um, brain space is to Jason. His attention, like literally, you'd have to get a hundred thousand paying customers before he let you have a channel. <laughs> <It's>, you're <laughs> muted. Otherwise, you're <laughs> muted. <laughs> that guy. That's much. funny. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, I I don't care if he has his, but I, I but I I think I think just no you for, do care you don't want you don't want that extra inbox clearly well, that's what you're saying it's that Discord its own inbox I'm not going to join another Discord so you say Jason we'll go this new Discord and nope I'm not doing it I'm not doing the channel is different but we already have like JV links and JV m- you did musings the- and Jason JV JV emotions and JV pensées and you did join the list Discord and you were the first person to do it. Yeah, but, exactly. So now, exactly. So whatever, there's eight inboxes now, and I got. But but here's the thing: like, no conversations going in in the list Discord. Like that was a mistake to set up a list Discord. It should have always just been the list channel indexing. Well, Actually, yeah, the, once the, you get... the whole launch was a mistake. Like, I, and we'll talk about that in a second. Like this the, this whole launch, I like this whole idea of like 
doing something different than what I was already doing. Was I could a mistake. have told you that. I, I, I was thinking <laughs> that the whole time. Or I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> you know, like, I mean, it's okay. Well, let's talk about. Let's just, did you want to talk about now? Oh yeah, sure. Sure. All right. So why do you think it's why do you think it was a mistake? The reason I think it was a mistake was, I mean, the reason why I did it was because, in theory, it's best practice, and plus also, we were talking about it in the mastermind group, and plus also, it just lined up that um, I had that show with Rob Walling, and the show was released on the December six, and so it just happened to it sort of lined up with a commitment that I'd made in a mastermind group and the Rob Walling thing, and it's best practice, and so I was thinking. I, I was a believer in it. I mean, I in a sense, I still am a believer. Like you should, you should launch or whatever. But really, what I was just doing was I wanted to make sure that when that Rob Walling thing happened, there was a proper way in, and I that could have been me me putting together a waiting list, or it could have me being just building, crossing the T's and dotting the I's, and putting in a Stripe account, making it so that they could register a free account, all that kind of stuff. So I just wanted to make it so that it was it was possible and available. But I had. I honestly had my suspicion that this is not the product where free looky-loos are going to come in and get any value out of it. Like the only way that people are going to get value out of it is going to be if there's an incredible onboarding journey mm-hmm. or if I'm like one-on-one talking to people and they know me and they know the whole story and they know what what's happening and they know like what this thing is because it's 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 like this blog post I have in my mind when an MVP isn't enough Mm. because like this is it's technically an mvp it's a minimum viable product but for the but for the product category it is not enough because what you're expecting in the product category is something more you're expecting more more stuff you know like the Mm -hmm. collaboration you know you're expecting formatting you're expecting links you're expecting pictures you know the the basics which i was already still sort of moving towards Mm -hmm. but it's like you know and that that's one thing. Um, and I'll let, I'll let you respond to that. Why don't I let you respond to that before I say any, anything else? Well, that's, that's a kind of where I was with it too. I mean, I was thinking you got, a, you got a ways to go before you got a, um, I think a product that's going to appeal to, to people who don't, or aren't say friends with you or just trying to help you out and be like, all right, I'll, I'll use it. And, you know, I'll be part of this journey with Justin. That's fine. Right. You know, which is, you know what I'm doing, right? I mean, there are there are other things out there that I could probably that I would use to be more feature rich, but I don't really care that much. And I'll, you know, fine. I'm I'm willing to, you know, use it if it'll help you. Um, put up with it. You're yeah. willing to put up with its shortcomings, knowing that ultimately it's gonna it's going somewhere, and you're helping a brother out. Help a help a brother out. Well, yeah. I mean, the 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 thing is that um, I had a pretty low bar because I'm using a text file. Right, exactly. Right, so it's like you just got to beat a text file. That's it. Where other people are like, well, you know, they're using Notion or, yeah, what are these other things? And they're like, mm-hmm. well, you know, my company uses this, and we got all this stuff. I mean, it's gonna be really, it's gonna be hard to compete with all that stuff. And I mean, you're gonna be able to beat it in certain areas, you know, with the speed and a speed of use, sort of the responsiveness. But you're gonna have to get some non-trivial amount of these other features in place yeah. for someone's gonna go. Okay, yeah, this is actually works better for me than these other things, the notion or whatever. So um I don't even know. Search. Even search. Like so for example, right now, I mean, I, I'm now got like a significant amount of documents in it and and it's now kind of hard to like find stuff because mm-hmm. once you got all those documents, they're collapsed and you're going in to find them. 
So it's really great that it's, it is becoming my second brain and I'm recording things that I never used to record that just used to get lost. Like for example, every time I do outlines for show notes, what I'm going to talk about for this show, I've now got like a little folder with those, you know, mm -hmm. and so I've got like, you know, Sunday, this Sunday, last Sunday, Sunday before, and that's yeah. great. It's like, I have yeah. that information, which I never used to have. That was just lost like vapor in the wind or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, but, tears in the rain, like tears in the rain. <laughs> like tears in the rain. But uh, while well, I was trying to steer steer clear of that, that um, a speech by Rocker Hauer in uh, in that great show, Blade Runner. What's the name of the show? Blade Runner. Yeah. Um, anyway, it needs a search. It really, really needs a search. It needs something else that it needs is it needs encryption. Like I don't want to be able to look at other people's data. I, I actually mm -hmm. don't want that. Like, mm -hmm. and to me, that seems like just a base thing that it needs. Um, it needs, you know, just images and links and all this, all this other stuff. And so we're, we're there and we're moving forward. And I really do think that it's like, it's a slow burn. It's a slow build. It's complicated because the way that I've decided to do it without using other people's libraries, it's each thing is like a new monumental tech hurdle to overcome, you know? Yeah. And, but if I use other people's tech libraries, then it's, it wouldn't be what I want. It, it wouldn't have that same responsiveness. Mm -hmm. That's kind of the point. That's right. Well, that's 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 going to be your uh, your value add, right? It's yeah. like if you want something that's really responsive, really fast and hot keyed and all that kind of stuff, this is what you use. If you want something that's not that but has a lot of other collaborative features and cool stuff, then maybe use Notion. You know, right. and that's fine. Like Notion is massive. You know, well, there's. I mean, I guess they're still officially a startup, but they're mad, they're well funded and pretty far along at this point. So you just have to have a fraction of a fraction of their of their user base, and you would be ecstatic, be ecstatic. So, oh, oh, exactly. So, so there's a couple of things I want to talk about. Other things, which is um, the idea of building in the open, um, and sort of taking that marketing strategy, like ongoing, because obviously it it does make sense to continually do marketing um and bring and try and bring people in and you need to put some amount of time into that but why, so what, why do you think why is that because i've got so far i i would the, the real users is uh, you, you um well i i've got like five real users right now i i should have you know between 10 and 20 just people really using it every day and i just kind of want to get to that point i think that would be good to have that many people um so here, here's my counterpoint to that. Um, I think it'll be a lot easier to bring people on when you have a more complete product. And if you just focus on creating a great product, I mean, getting these features rolled out, it's going to become way easier to get people to use it. So right now you're really going to be pushing a boulder up a hill because you're like, well, I know it doesn't do all this stuff, but it's really fast. You're like, eh, you know, I mean, for a lot of people, it's just, it's just a harder sell because it can't do all these other things where if you just said, look, I'm not going to worry about it. I got, I got a handful of users. I use it. Um, that's enough. Let me just spend the next six to nine months building this stuff out and then put en en energy into uh, marketing because the 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 every hour into marketing is, the results are going to be really low right now and i think it'll be that you're going to that that ratio of time into results is going to be dramatically improved you know at the you know next summer let's say but like that what you just described is the classical developer mindset 
when building a product is to kind of go, okay, it's not ready. I need to do more. It's not ready. I need to do more. It's not ready. Rather than bringing people in and getting them to kick the tires. And I, I'm just playing devil's advocate. I pretty much agree with what you just said, but I'm playing devil's advocate. Like well, I, this, I know. Is, this I, I, is what's, you know, this is what the, 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 the common thinking is, but you know, you know what I think about the common thinking, right? I know. No, I know you don't think too much. And, and I, I do agree. I mean, because the issue isn't, as I've always said, the issue isn't, can I market something? The issue is, do I have something to market? Like I've already proven multiple times that I could market something. Um, what I need is the right thing to market. So that does speak to what you just said. But I do want to just t touch on one thing, which might be might be interesting thing to consider, is the the tool is such an open ended tool, um, and it's hard to it's hard to you know what it's really hard to sell tools that are just boil the ocean that just for for everyone for all sorts of different use cases. Mm -hmm. So something that you know makes a lot of sense is to try and find. A set of users that you can actually market to and create a landing page and just serve one use case that that could work well and so, and something that i was thinking could work in that context could be a collaborative brainstorming so the people who are doing like live collaborative brainstorming because it it would be very very good for that especially what i wouldn't need to add that much and that would also it's it's what i have to build anyway I think the only thing I would really need to add on top of what I have to build, which is I already have to build images. I already have to build links. I already have to build live collaboration. Um, I'd need to get it nailed down how to deal with the people riding over each other. And I've got an idea for that. We'll circle back. But um, I just think the only other thing you'd need is uh, an emoji palette, <laughs> like a little window to plug in emojis. Mm -hmm. And then I think it would be a great brainstorming tool. Um, because it's 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 structured. You can move large amounts of data around. You know, you can put lots of thoughts in there. I think it would work really well that way. It's be, it's better than a mind map for that because mind maps become unwieldy when you put lots of data. Oh, I think the other thing it would need would be collapsible collapsible nodes. But then there would be at least a market to target. Collaborative brainstorming. Okay, I mean, a user type. Well, I'm obviously not doing that. I've I've decided to, as I've told you, we're not putting any effort into marketing. We're just trying to make a better product. Um, and I thought I really I really appreciated what the um, the head of marketing for A Ahrefs said in an interview one time. You know, A Ahrefs, right? It's one of these yeah, SEO yeah. tools, right? And I, I can't remember the guy's name, but. Um, he said when he was brought in, have I have I have I talked about this already? You have said this, and and you said he was brought in, and and basically he said, look, we're not going to market it. We've got to fix it first, and then we'll market it. He spent a year working on the product, and he's like, it's just no point. There's no point spending a lot of time on marketing until we fix this product and we make it work better and make it easier to use, easier to onboard, easier to understand. That's where she put her energy. Get that in. Get that right. Then we start to market, and. That's my approach too. I mean, we could we could spend a lot of money on marketing, and I could do all these landing pages, and we can ads, and we try trying to write, you know, barn burner posts for Hacker News, and do all this stuff. But just not ready. It it and it it works, right? I mean, we have a lot of happy customers, but it's going to work a lot better in a few more months. 
a lot of things are going to be a lot better. And I'm just like, you know, um, you know, I'm going to obviously we're in a different situation. I mean, we're, we're two totally different situations and what we're trying to do and what the product means and, you know, all these things. Um, but because, because, you know, one of the reasons that you're wanting to market early, the whole point of that is that developers will develop, 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 build the wrong stuff because they're not talking to customers. Right. Run out of gas and never right. launch. Okay, mm -hmm. so the risk is you building the wrong thing, a, or you never launch. You running out of steam and just getting depressed and 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 wanting to do some two new shiny things. So the question is, how real are those two things? Now, for me, those things were, um, I thought those risks were really low. There's there's no there. I I I was pretty damn confident that I was building the right thing because I am heavily involved in this domain. But two, um, you know, I already invested a lot of money and time. Like, I'm not giving up, right? So that it doesn't matter. There's no risk of me giving up. Now, you're in a little different situation, so I understand, you know. Yeah. But um, this really nails the problem on the head. This, this, this is exactly the right thing to talk about. You've found the right thing to talk about, which is those exact two problems. And being the more important one being the energy, <laughs> mm -hmm. the energy and will to just keep going. Mm -hmm. And and maybe that's what I'm looking for the people. That's for. that's what we're, you're right. Right, I think that's because you, you know with with that's why I need people. I mean, with 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 half dozen texting listeners using it, that's enough to know that you're building something. I mean, we're not. None of us are that idiosyncratic, right? We we're all different a little bit in terms of the emphasis that we put on on certain features or whatever. Like I want this, or you know, he wants that, or whatever. But. Um, if you build something that we all think is really cool and that you think is cool, it, it, it's going to be plenty cool for a lot of people. So that's like a, that's not really the problem. If you're only one using it, there's that chance that you'd be doing something that's totally ridiculous that nobody cares about. But you know, I can guarantee you, even with just you know two of us, we'll, we, it would be pretty damn close to something that would be reasonable a reasonable product. Well, cool is different to monetizable, though. I mean, look. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but the thing is, it's like, it's not that different from other things that have huge markets. Yeah, people yeah. lay a lot of money for these things. Like, what you know, it's you know, don't have some fantasy that you're disrupting an entire industry with a new thing. You're not. You're building a better no, mousetrap. So, and that's so what's yeah. fine. So it's like it's like people spend money on Notion and the like, and they use lots of tools like this. Mine is just cooler and faster in different ways. And, you know, some fraction of the market will want to use mine instead of others. Maybe because mm -hmm. it's the first one they found that they like. Maybe if they saw some other words, they might like those. But they're like, ah, this is cool. I'll use it. Or, or whatever. My friend used it. He likes it. Told me to use it. I like it. Sounds pretty cool. Fine. I'm not going to do a 20, an exhaustive analysis of, every, of 20 other alternatives. Good enough. That is... Fine. So for anyway, for you, I think it's really about you not uh, not giving up. And yeah, that, that, that's that's the trick. And the question is, how? Um, and 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 that that's always been my worry with you is that you have a half life of, you know, six nine months. And the question is, how? Where is your energy enthusiasm level for this project? Well, I can I can keep going. I mean, I like. Like I said that one time in Discord, like it's it looks like that's what my half life is. But actually, if you look at the projects that I stuck at, I I've done them for like five 
five to seven years. Like Nuggets, you know, been going for a long time. I mean, no, Nuggets are like seven years old. Yeah, but that was on and off and on. Off. Yeah, you no, quit, exactly. You yeah. came so, back. You came, it was like a relationship. Yeah. You broke up like five times. No, you did no, not have a seven-year relationship. You broke that's up. That's the same with Bloggio. That's the same with Bloggio. It was like it was like five years on and off. No, yeah, it was Nugget five was like years. seven. Bloggio was on five years, was it? Yeah. Yeah, but you Bloggio had a was... lot of projects. There were a yeah. lot of projects there has interspersed that did not yeah. make it past the very true. Six, I'm saying, you I'm know, saying. so so that's but so when I stick I'm... when I when I'm you know make the decision that I'm going to stick with something, I do stick with it, and um, I, I don't think it's a stick with it when you keep coming back to it. You quit and you come back. I don't know if that's okay. A stick. <laughs> is that what it is? That's that's different. <laughs> I don't know. Well, that's why <laughs> yeah. I worry. I you know I'm like you know there yeah. is a non. There is a well, real chance that Justin is going to give up on this after. This has already gone through three cycles of, of of stick with it, give up, stick with it, give up, stick exactly. with it, give up. Exactly. So, where you're always walking <laughs> to the edge, and you didn't go back this, you didn't jump off yeah. this time. So, but it, so it's a very real concern for you, and you at least you have enough self awareness to be to know that, and you're trying to, you know, um, uh, get to a point, get stack the deck in your favor so that you have some this this extra. Um, pull from the, from users to keep you going. So if 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 you feel like you really need if you're like I need more than five people, I need twenty people to feel like it's real. Right? Like that's the difference. Okay, fine. Now you will spend a lot more energy getting those extra fifteen people than you would later. But if it's gonna make if it's gonna decrease your chances of of quitting by half, then I guess it's worth it. Yeah, that's that's kind of the point. But but you know what? I I would rather get it to us. I mean, as as I've said, like I know how to market stuff. I know how to get get stuff. I know how to get get attention. Um, I'd rather just have something that was right, that was ready, at least ready enough. That really was the the map, not the MVP, the minimum awesome product. You know, what is the minimum awesome product? Not what is the minimum viable product? Yes, that's viable, but like. I just think that with all these tools that are out there, the bar is higher. The bar is higher. And that's kind of the point. So, yeah, I think it's, I just think it should be settling in for the big build. And it's going to take a significant amount of time. And I'll just knock those features out. And we know what I need to do. We know. Like, I know what the fuck to do. I know what to do. And just do it. I just got to do it. Quit screwing around. All right, so let, let me just. Um, did you see that thing I posted? You might not need a CRDT. Yeah, I actually saw that f- before you posted it, and I almost posted it, but then I just like, ah, I'm not gonna. You're like, ah, Justin's gonna find this anyway. Yeah, it's like it's on the front. Wanna... If it's on the front page of Hacker News or second page, he'll see it. And okay, you know. So the one thing I th- I think that is really valid. And, um, the the most salient point in that article, coupled with something that you said. You said, okay, when people are using these things, they're really working in the same space, the same little piece of the of the document. Rarely. Yes, I agree. And second of all, what they said in that is people actually don't want to st- stomp on someone else. Yeah. Like, So even if they were working in the same piece, they actually don't want to stomp on someone else. That's correct. So what it made me think is just a real simple way of solving this problem would just be, okay, Jason is working on this node, a little thing, Jason's working, and then just a little button, take control. So you don't need to ask, I mean, because you're going to be talking about it anyway at the same time. If you're on it, you're talking about it. And so you're just going to say, hey, I'm, I'm going to do this node. So you click the take control button. 
now everything you enter is is the source of truth. Actually, I think rather than that is you could probably do it where it's like if if I let's say you and our court are working on this document. I'm on this paragraph or whatever it is. You go and click on it. At that point, you that at only at that point where we're working on the same where we might be a collision, then you then you could ask, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But I'm saying not even ask. I'm, I don't even think you need to ask. I think you just so that that's what I'm saying. So it's it's only when you are both when you click in it, and then it's it. Well, no, it's not that. It's what I'm saying is actually is that I don't even if, think you have to do it. It's like if if I'm using it and then you you click on it. If I haven't been if I haven't been typing in some period of time, what you could do is like you know I haven't updated anything in a minute or whatever, or some, some amount of time, then you automatically take control. If I'm clearly typing, if I'm clearly activating, it just won't let you. It's like, eh, you know. But look, wouldn't it, you know, you know that thing about like, um, when everyone's talking at once that, you know, this idea of having a candle, only the person who holds a candle can talk. Do you ever hear about that? Do you ever hear that saying? No. You know, okay. So there's this saying, like when people are having an argument, you say, okay, bring out the candle, bring out the candle. Okay. The only person who's allowed to talk is the one who's holding the candle. And then everyone's like, oh, me, 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 give me the candle, give me the candle. So the candle's going around and then it just, it turns a crazy argument into just a constant line of speech. Each person speaks. That's essentially what I'm talking about doing. It's just like, if, if Jason's in there, I could just have a a quick button saying, take control. And that's it. And now I'm typing. And if he wants to type something in, he does take control. And considering we're actually both going to be on the line speaking with our voices at that same time, it's perfectly fine. You know, like, I don't think you need to go any cleverer and do any, anything like working out who's typing, who isn't typing. It's just like, okay. That's fine. It's just, yeah. Get something simple. It, I mean, I, yeah, I, it's that's a, super simple and it would work. I mean, you know? and, and I could make the UI look nice. I mean, it'd be super easy. Okay. Well, um, the, 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 which I think what you wanted to do is you wanted to you want people to perceive that it works pretty much the same way as Google Docs or anything else that they've used, you know. Which and because and, because it'll be so seldom the case that two people are working on the same exactly. little thing that yeah. when it does it'll be just slightly different. Like oh okay I guess it's a little different and you know so yeah. I, whatever you want to do whether you want to protect it okay Jason's type something last thirty seconds and say like, you know it says Jason has control of this at the moment or a lot you you could do something like that you could do different variations on that. Um, cause I'm I'll not start with the simple, whatever I'll start with the simple version, yeah. see, get you and Sandy and you and Justin to use it mm-hmm. and see if it's irritating or if it's good. I actually think it might be better for workflow. I think it might actually increase, colla- increase collaboration because you are talking about something and you're like, okay, you take it, you do the typing, you know, well, typically it, what happens if I see anyone editing on something, I just kind of ignore it. I just say, I'll come back to this later. They're, yeah. they're doing stuff, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's sort of silly. So, so yeah. I mean, I think uh, I think it's fine. I mean, my 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 approach to Math Academy, the technology is, we just make a series of higher and higher resolution passes on it. You know, I mean, yeah. there's a lot yeah. of stuff in. I look at and I go, okay, this needs to be better. This needs to be better. This needs to be better. But it's good enough. Good enough. Get it out there. And and mm-hmm. I, I would, yeah, get this. Just get it. Get something that works well enough. Get it out there. Don't get stuck in this six month R and D with real time collaboration stuff. Just screw that. I'll, I'll tell you what's really annoying is all the people who signed up. Like there was ten. I I guesstimated that ten people would would sign up mm-hmm. from the well I think, but everyone who signed up is just like SDF ADSF. That's it. Just like with a keyboard, you know. Which like <laughs> is Justin is exactly why I did the thirty day money back. You had to share a credit card. 
<laughs> I do not want looky loos. Yeah. I don't care. Oh, I but that's sh- why I was I I, t- I I did push back a little bit when you said you should let anyone use it and try it. I was like, I don't know. I think that I should just onboard everyone. You know what I mean? Because it's like onboarding it's not like there's going to be a lot of people to onboard and if i do onboard them at least there'd be actual chance of them using it because they'd understand it i'd be able to talk to them about their use case and speak to them through their you know through their problem or whatever but people are only going to onboard if it's really really something they're excited about yeah so they wouldn't have done that and that would be fine so then i wouldn't be feeling annoyed that there was like 10 people who just wrote came in and wrote asdf asdf Mm-hmm. And they wouldn't have wasted those two minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway, that's uh, that's that's kind of where I'm at. Um, that's you know where I'm at with the list, and uh, I am ready to move on to you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> you handing me the candle? I'm handing you the candle. Take the candle, Jason. please. Take the candle. Yeah. All right. So, what do you want to? What do you want to do? What do you want to talk about? Oh, I don't know. Let me think. What could I want to talk about? All right, you want to hear about... Oh, I know. Math Academy. You want to hear the Math Academy update. Okay. Yes. Get into it. So, um, well, Sandy and I went out and had a celebratory dinner last night because we had two things to celebrate. One, we hit 300 subscribers. Yes. Um, Actually, we're over it. We're like... I don't know, three oh six or seven or something like that. So we yeah. we had over we had over three. Although it's funny because we had a handful of we had about ten or eleven that haven't that aren't showing up on our on our dashboard that we that admin dashboard is what she's looking at because um we have we have we have a we had a bunch of families early on who signed up in Stripe and um doing sort of the manual we had like a manual form a woofoo form or whatever it was that somebody yeah. set up yeah and. The or that was like integrated with Stripe and stuff. And what it would do is when you would create account for each of your kids, you would create it would create a separate customer ID. So you instead of having one customer ID with multiple subscriptions, you had two customer IDs. Each one had one subscription. And so when I finally when we were moving everything over to the database, all the Stripe information so that people could manage their own cancel or pause or whatever their accounts and all that kind of stuff, I discovered I was like, wait a minute. We got two customer yeah. IDs. We got to merge these, which means we got to yeah. cancel one subscription and then create a new subscription. It's annoying. Then they get emails. Yeah. And so I've been <laughs> kind of procrastinating about it. So, and I told Sam, I was like, we got to sit down and do this. She's like, yeah, yeah, okay, okay. And then a couple of times, through, I was like, I told you, we got we to, gotta, you know, we got to do this. And she, she forgot about those. It was like, it was like picking up, uh, you know, finding a $20 bill underneath the cushion. You're like, oh, I, oh, I told great. you there was money in the cushions, you know? So there's more. So there's there's like, so the 300 and what? No, no, no. Well, she thought we had, she thought we were like 295 or something like that. Okay. Because okay. we, we, were, we were getting the car last night and I said, well, we got, we got two things to celebrate. I said, we're 300 customers. She's like, we're not 300 customers. I'm like, oh, yes, we are. And so, and so she was still a little skeptical, but she eventually took my word for it. Um, which I then proved to her this morning. Um, the other thing is we are on the road to accreditation. So we, again, do you know what that means when being accredited is? Do you have any? Well, yeah, but tell me. T- okay, so there's, there's like a, one of these big agencies called um, WASIC, I get W-A-S-C. So they accredit, uh, accredit schools. 
right? And we're like, you know, can we get accredited? I mean, we're not an actual proper school. We're not like a charter school or something like that. Um, and there are no formal teachers or the pure online um, system. And Sandy spoke with the, she's like a senior director or something like that. And um, she was like, oh yeah, yeah, no, this, this can work. And, you know, and this, so we, so Sandy shepherded this whole thing for like months and it was like the, our, our application was 52 pages of, of writing. Right. Mm -hmm. And what she did, which was smart is she, she delegated out sections of it to Alex and to Justin and to Yuri. And I wrote some and she wrote some, and then she pulled everything together and it was like this huge thing. But I mean, it was a lot of work and it was funny after, after the whole thing got submitted. I mean, she was literally like, I don't think I can do keep this up. <laughs> She's like, I'm just totally blown out. I, my wife had blown a gasket. I mean, she literally the the you know between the all the stuff with the kids and the dogs and the house and just all that stuff, and then which is nonstop, right? The driving and the picking up and the registering and the this and the that. So doing all yeah. that. And then it's like, and all the customer support stuff. She's back and forth emailing with customers all the time. And then now you got to you got to do this massive application, which is just brutal, right? Because there's tons of questions like I don't even know how we're supposed to answer this, you know. And so she yeah. put, she put it in, and she's she, she finally submitted it, and she's just like I'm going to need a lot of recover after this, <laughs> and and she's like oh you know we have our meeting uh, and we had our meeting this Friday and she's just like I hope I don't know how this is going to go and she was pretty nervous I wasn't really that nervous but she was pretty nervous and the, so we did our zoom call with her and she's like oh yeah she's like this looks great and she talked to like a half dozen of our families because she had we had, had to give her families to speak with and so she yeah. was with the mom or dad and the kid and she's just like yeah these they just they just love it this they think it's great and you know um she's like That's i was great. just so impressed with these kids are like geniuses and <laughs> this kind of stuff and so she was uh I, I think it's a very, very high probability that we'll be fully credited. She, because she has to like turn in a report, and there's a little bit of that, and then we should get accreditation in February. So, what is that like? What's the sort of impact of that? Like, how does that okay? So, to business. so for instance, if you're a parent and you're homeschooling your kid, and you're like, well, I want, you know, and there might be some charter school that you're working through or some homeschool thing. And a lot of times people are looking for stuff that's accredited. Um, secondly, if you are a, at a school, like let's say, okay, your daughter is at the school, but she's wants to do math Academy because she's two or three years ahead of her, of her classmates. And you go to the, the teacher or the principal or whatever. And you and they're like, well, we can't give credit for this. What is this math Academy thing? Oh, it's an accredited, you know, school. So we have everything's accredited, and though they we can we can you know have the logo on our certificates and transcripts, and they can have all the information they need. So we're like a fully like just as if you were signing up for Stanford Online or Johns Hopkins CTY or one. So of those. accredited means that like just nailing it down. It means that if you, it's not just um, extracurricular stuff. It's actually the curricula that the state will recognize as real stuff. And it goes towards your real yeah, record. but they're credit they're credited like nationwide, so yeah, all the, so, the nation yeah. yeah. So that's 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 a really big deal. That's, I mean, parents are always deal, asking yeah. us, "Are you guys accredited, or can we get my daughter get credit for this?" I mean, can you know? And and like we had um, one kid who had been in it, and then they um, 
he'd, he'd taken the AP calculus thing and got a five on it and all this kind of stuff. And so he went on to um, uh, take multivariable calculus, but he, they needed an accredited class. They couldn't take it through Math Academy. So they took it at uh, Johns Hopkins, I think, CTY, which was vastly more expensive. And they really, yeah. really did not like it. They were like, this is so painful. It's so much. It's not nearly as good as Math Academy. And there's, their parents were really pissed that they couldn't use it. They were, so they were really pushing hard to get this high school to, to be able to allow their son to use Math Academy. Because like, we don't want to do CTY yeah. again. After going from Math Academy to CTY was just a real frustration and so they were the ones who really kind of kicked us in motion on their accredited thing and so finally you know we really we took sure of doing it so do i I remember correctly that something like that happened with colby as well like where he couldn't really use some of the stuff he'd learned in math academy to help him get to skip a course or something well would would you get to universities so there's one thing of being getting like um accredited and getting credit as a in your high school, right? That is different between like a university giving you credit for it, right? They, every university is going to have their own criteria for any given course and whether they're going to accept it or not. Does this match up with the course that we offer? If it doesn't, then no. You know, I don't care if it was at Harvard. Like, I don't, you know, this is not, this doesn't match what we require. It isn't the same course. You don't get credit for it. Sorry. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Colby did not get credit for all of the math that he learned in Math Academy. I mean, he just goes straight to grad school, skip undergrad. Like, you get credit for it. Like, you're going to graduate in a year or something like that. But the difference really comes down to, it once you get to university, about placement. You don't want to really care about credit. Because if you're not a, a say, math major or a computer science major or something that requires a lot of math – like, they're not going to give you credit for advanced math. Political science department doesn't care how much math you took. You're like, well, I took abstract algebra. Like, good for you. I mean, you know, like, what does that have to do with yeah. what we did? It's like, we don't even require anything above algebra two. Why, you know, we're not giving you any credit for any of that. And just like if you went to the math department, you say, hey, I took uh, European, 18th century European political philosophy. They're going to be like, okay. <laughs> you know, but if you go to the math department, the math department is like, look, you're in our math department. You need to take X number of upper division credits in our math department because you're getting a degree from our university, right? Does that make sense? Yeah. And they do. It's a little different if you're going from university to university, but so, but in Colby's case, um, you know, he got credit for he got a five on the BC exam, so he got credit for all of that. And then it really came to conversation with the advisors for the CS and math department, and he got placed. He started like with junior level courses in math and computer science. So, okay. and actually it looks like, I mean, we'll see. He was just telling me he's, well, he had a meeting with his math, the the advisor for the math department. And he's basically trying to talk Colby into getting a dual major of computer science and math. Cause, oh, cool. Well, cause Colby, he, he, he aced his math course and the math, and the math, he's the math guy's like, well, why don't you just get a, you only have to take a few more courses, right? I mean, you know, it's like, you might as well get a math degree as well, right? Colby's like, really? You know, Colby's like, maybe I will, you know. <laughs> Colby, Colby really likes to think of himself as super smart, right? And he really likes that moniker. And I think the, the, the math advisor was really impressed 
you know, not only how far Colby was ahead, but that he had gotten like, you know, hundred percent and, uh, you know, as his final grade or something. And so the guys, the kids, uh, and so the professor's like, Oh wow, this, this, this kid's for real, right? This kid, we have a math talent here. Like, and I told Colby, I was like, I was like, well, you gotta understand they're always looking for talent for talent, right? Like, <laughs> and, and, and so they're, he's going to try and t- try and talk you into doing math. Cause he's like, Hey, I got I got I got I got some talent. here. Yeah, right? exactly. He wants that because that makes him look better. But this is funny because like, not only is Colby bragging like, you know, Oh, I, I can do it. That's easy. It's easy. But he's actually delivering the goods. <laughs> he's like coming in. He 100%. does. Well, That's I've fantastic. been kind of, I've been trying to hold him back a little bit. I said, yeah, you do have to a pretty good start. He's like, pretty good. I was like, yeah, we'll see. I said, it's early. <laughs> I said, I said, but I, one thing I told him, I said, look, you know, I said, just imagine the di- how different the conversation would have been with him had you gotten a three on the BC, right? And then your first yeah. math course, you got like a B and seven A. He would have been that. He wouldn't have been so enthusiastic. He'd be like, yeah, okay, you could maybe do this, but because you were crushing it, he's like, hey, Colby, you know, step over here to the math department, you know. And he's like, yeah, I get. It. I said, look, A's open doors, B's close them, C's lock them shut. Okay, get A's. Nice. It'll, opportunities will just come your way. Scholarships, internships, research opportunities. They're going to say, hey, you know, do we have a kid? Oh, yeah, I know a kid who might be. I have a student who could really, you know, let's get, you know, we'll talk to their kids who get all the A's. So anyway, he's, his current plan, and this is all because of placement, right, not credit, is he's going to try and get his master's and bachelor's in computer science because he can get, he can, he's going to start taking grad courses next year if not spring quarter in, in computer science and you have a lot of like dual like he, the other course that he would take at the high upper most upper division courses are dual listed as graduate and undergraduate and so he can get them to count for both so he's getting killing two birds with one stone and as it happens a lot of these math courses are course stuff that he has to take for computer science anyway and so he has to take maybe two or three extra math courses and I'm like dude you can get a bachelor's and bachelor's in computer science and a bachelor's in math and he's liking that. He's liking that idea. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's like, that's great. He's like, that's yeah. Great, I was like, you know, that's good. I, you know, so credit. So placement is all you really need to worry about for college. Yeah. Okay. But um, all right. So so math academy. Um. So yeah, but just to to kind of go back to what I was saying earlier, it's like I'm not. We're not focused on marketing right now. It's just we need to make the product better. There, there are just some missing features. There's some missing functionality. There's some, you know, things that are some bugs here or there that I, I want to, you know, fix. And so that's really going to be the focal point for the next, you know, couple months at least. I think maybe February, March is might when we start. It makes sense, and I mean, I just, yeah, just circling back to me for a second. Let's talk about it. Just you. makes sense. Hey, that reminds, need... me of me. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of me. It's just like. Yeah, I mean, it would be so much better with search. Yeah, it would be so much better with these other things. Like, because then it would be really good. Then it would be really useful. Like, for it, it's like it's like if you released your product and it only had, you know, one course. Yeah, that's it's kind of cool, and you can see the potential of it, but it's just not really useful for too many people. Well, one course yeah. would have been fine. That would have been the issue. But I mean, dude, I did release an incomplete product, very incomplete product. Right, there was no onboarding. Mm. There's no marketing. A lot of stuff I had adjustments I had to do manually. You know, people would email the user. Interf- you did the onboarding with people. You see, you did the like the, the hundred onboarding sessions was really valuable. Like you, you got those people to understand it. Yeah, it was a big difference. But mm-hmm. 
but there were, but we really had a solution for oh, the people had a problem that they really needed to solve. There was nothing else for them to do. That's the other thing. Yeah, it's a problem. You've got to you you fix solve a problem. That's the other really annoying, difficult thing about what I'm doing is it doesn't exactly do that in the same way. Well, and so that's the what... that's the painkiller versus the vitamin thing, which we talked mm. about earlier. You said, but Jason, it doesn't always have to be a painkiller. I'm like, well, you know, it's true. It's true. I mean, you could say like Grammarly, Notion, all these consumer products that people pay for that are really good. I mean, is there people really in pain that they don't have? They, oh, everybody has a spell checker, you know, grammar checker. They just built a better one. They just did a really good job. No, but it's like, it, it can, it, it's more than, a, it's more than a vitamin because if, if you, if I build it right, like it will be able to really help, like really help you execute the shit out of stuff faster. That's the point. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and I'm sure that notion does that for people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, it really, I think it does. I mean, there's a lot of value that it brings. It's just, it's just, it doesn't bring it in. It, it's just not, a, it just doesn't bring it in a really obvious, Oh, I've got this big problem. That's what Slack is like. So Slack is kind of like that as well. Slack is not really a painkiller, but it just does a better job. It it just it's just really good at like asynchronous communication in a way that I mean we wasn't we, available we, before. before this we had HipChat. Yeah, HipChat. I mean Skype and HipChat are very similar. You know, but and then, Skype is just so much. Slack Slack is just so much better. Yeah, they just did know. a better job. It's just executed so much better. And it's execution. Um, you know, I don't even think it was executed that much better initially. I just think it was a cool factor. It's like the latest thing. People, people, people just say, well, people are talking about this thing. I want to try it. New shiny thing. I think there was some of that. Well, the onboarding was really good. Like the, I remember going through the onboarding and thinking, this is the best onboarding journey I've ever seen. And because you end up at that place with a new server ready for people to use. And it's just like, boom, you know? Yeah. Well, um, and, but even before hip chat was, they had Skype. You could do groups stuff in Skype. ICQ. Yeah. But even before ICQ, I mean, ICQ is really for nerds. I mean, I mean, but but that, I mean, really had... hard to. I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm just saying that, like, tell that. No, <laughs> no, no, no. But what's the thing that they use? But but Skype, even Skype could do. I mean, we were using it at Uber for a while. Yeah, it was yeah. totally fine. I mean, it's it's not like people are like, oh my god, this this Skype group talk is a nightmare. It wasn't at all. It was fine. Um, it's just they did a you know incrementally better job. They just made it slicker and cooler, and people like to try something new. People like yeah. people. You know, there's a sort of just that. Uh, cool new thing I'd like to try something new and stick at it anyway sorry enough about me let's talk more let's about let's, what else reminds you of you <laughs> <laughs> okay so so all right so so you were saying you were saying about you <laughs> um let's see oh so let's talk about the um the 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 tech challenge that i you know i had asked about on discord about rendering yes. the images. Yes. Yes. Okay. So let me do the setup for anybody who wasn't on Discord. Um, so the thing is, is that right now, um, math, the all the math, all the equations and stuff that is rendered client side using a, a, a math rendering library called MathJax. So these these equations and formulas or whatever they're written up in sort of. Um, this sort of tech, LaTeX type, you know, uh, f uh, f you know, 
notation. And then the Matrix JavaScript library goes through on when the document loads, identifies any anything that's it within these delimiters, and then transforms it in place. And, into HTML, into well, well, HTML and SVG. Yeah, well, SVG is one potential output, or you could just use HTML and CSS. So um, there was a problem. One of the problems I had was that it was not rendering um, brute. So if you just had like a cube root or something, it was just rendering really badly. People have been complaining about this for a long time. And I went in and did some initial troubleshooting, and it was just unclear why that was happening. And I was just kind of like, screw it. Let's just render everything server side and it'll solve a couple problems, which is one, we don't have to see like, because there's a little bit of delay where the page is kind of re adjusting the flow because of the size of the, of the, of the, um, equations is changing. You have this kind of, you know, and it, which looks kind of, I hate that looks like crap. And then, um, there was also this cancel library where they were crossing out factors was loaded uh, weirdly. It didn't always seem to load and it would show the weird markup instead of the actual crossed out factors. And I was just like, okay, maybe if we just generate this whole thing in the server side, then we don't have to worry about any of that stuff consistent. And, and I, I, my first shot at it was like, okay, I'll just generate the HTML for each one of, for the question, the explanation, the choices, and I'll just store it in medium text fields in, in the database, in the in the question record. And I initially just ran it on the fifth grade course, which is a small course. I mean, it's not nearly as big as, say, uh, you know, Algebra 2, much less calculus or something. And it blew up the database from like 4.3 megs to 5.4 megs, gigs, I'm sorry, 3, 4.3 gigs to 5, 5. I don't know, maybe 2, it was like not 0.9 gigs. So like 25% growth? Something, something like that, you know, and that was like one course out of like you know, dozens. I was like, so it's going to take it to a hundred gig data. Maybe not a hundred gig, but I mean, it could be 25, 30 gigs or something. I was like, Oh, this is a nightmare. And just downloading it and getting, so I can have a local version for dev purposes. I was just going to be pain in the butt. Yeah. And so then I thought, well, uh, maybe I'll just store the images, store the generated HTML for these, um, uh, you know, question elements in S3. And that's when I kind of asked the question about it. Is like, is this a good option? Is this a good thing to do? Any any, any thoughts? And um, I think you and and a couple other people were like, yeah, yeah, totally do that. That makes a lot of sense. And by the way, you can also use like Elastic Cache to make it faster, right? Yeah. And so I initially started testing it, and I was just testing it locally, and you know, it was really slow. Like, and it. it 100k, uh, you know, HTML thing would take like, you know, 600, 700, 800 milliseconds. Pulling it down from S3 externally on the internet. Right. Right. But in, in what you, and I kind of mentioned that, and you, and you and a few other people rightly pointed out, like, dude, it's going to be a lot faster pulling it from, you know, S3 to an EC2 instance. Um, and then, and then the other thing was, um, so then I said, all right, here's what I need to experiment with is not loading, pulling one of these is I need to pull like 20 of them oh, yeah. or 30. Cause a lot of times it's like, I need to look at all the answers, all the questions, and answers for a particular lesson. And that's kind of a lot of data, right? That's a lot of data. I mean, you're talking, you know, whatever, it could be several megs of data. Well, it's not, it's not even just that. That's that's also the network connections, the multiple amount of network connections. Right. And so even 
and so I wrote like a, I wrote like this asynchronous parallel download from that would pull in the S3, would hit S3 and grab 20 or 25 images or, or not images, but the HTML. In fact, it would be more than that because it's one for the question and one for the explanation. So four or five megs, it could be 40, 40 simultaneous connections. And I started thinking, imagine if you had hundreds of people on the database, on the, on the server doing that all the time. That doesn't sound like a very good option, right? No. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, it, it, like the, with, with Elasticache and with uh, correct caching, uh, it, it's a different, a different ball game. It's a different question. But what you just described is not a good option. Right. And the other, the other issue is, okay, so we have I, somewhere in the neighborhood uh, just a little south of 130,000 questions with explanations. Um, so you would have to load all of that up into Elasticache. Right, that would be expensive. Which would be expensive because it's not like, oh, let's just put the ten percent that people hit. It's all random. You get any question from it. There's no, you know, everything is randomly, you know, every question is completely randomly selected. So you'd have to have the whole thing loaded. So you're going to have what, you know, twenty gigs of of stuff sitting in Elasticache. That has to. That's that's. Well, that that that's not unheard of. I mean, that's that's not um, a problem. I mean, that th that uh, what you're saying, you're sort of saying the, the way that you're saying is twenty gigs. Like, oh, oh, but but that's that is what they do. That is what people do all the time. That's a common thing. But how expensive is that going to be? Yeah, it's going to be. I mean, it's going to be a couple of hundred bucks a month, probably. Okay, that's not that's not terrible. That's not a big deal. But mm. what I started to think is like. This is just getting a little complicated because you're going to have to write maintenance script to make sure you're pushing everything up there and then everything, you know, there aren't any issues. I mean, it's just you have more moving parts. You got S3, now you got, you got it's not just database. Now you have S3 and you have Elastic Cache, right? And you have to have scripts that are moving stuff from one to the other and you got to just make sure everything, yeah. there's no issues, right? More yeah. moving parts. Yeah. And as we know, the more complex software is or infrastructure is, the more expensive it is to run, the more chances are things are going to break and have problems, right? Yeah. Keep it simple. And so then I said, okay, before I go down this path, I'm going to take another look at the client-side generation. And so I know, and I noticed there's a new version of MathJax that had come out. And so I just said, right, let's, let me just, let's just go through this. And so I upgraded it and made all the adjustments. Not only is like 60 to 80% faster in rendering, which is substantially faster when you know when you're actually watching it it's just bam it's almost instantaneous but also those that rendering errors are gone the jankiness the jankiness is mostly gone but i'll explain more about that in a minute but the rendering problem with rendering cube roots and stuff that was messed up the rendering that just looked bad that would confuse kids so that's gone. that's gone and the cancel stuff's all gone and the great thing about it is now they have an event when it's done rendering. So I can hide it and say loading and then boom, pop it there. So it's. I was just about to say that. I was just about to say, you know, the, the jankiness, you'll be able to solve it with what you just described, like basically a hide. But the show. earlier version of MathJax didn't have that event. Didn't have it. Okay. So you couldn't. And so what you had to do is just like guess. I mean, just hide it for a couple hundred months, <laughs> which just kind of sucked. <laughs> and that's why I didn't do it. I was just like, ah. So, so then. Well, you could, you could have put a timer, like an, like a, an interval, and just uh, check to see that it was visible. But it was not but changing. Anyway. Well, yeah. 
not visible. It's just change. It's just it's just changing what's what's in there. So you have to like how yeah. you think we're doing some diff on some change. I mean, it would just be really, yeah. really sure. okay. Yeah. Um, not a great solution. Not reliable. And so I was just like, this is not a good idea. And so now all the problems are solved. So here's. So now I don't have to worry about any of the server stuff. I don't have to worry about the rendering and the S3 and the Elasticache. It's everything is is client side and it's fast and it looks really good. And um, the, the, and I, one thing about this, I was thinking about. It, it's like, see, this is one reason why when you keep things small at first, you can solve problems in a better way. Because if I had given this to a junior developer and I say, hey, listen, I want you to render stuff all server side, whatever. They would have gone down through this and said, all right, well, you know, we got elastic hatches. They wouldn't have stepped back and gone, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's question assumptions here. Do we really need to be doing this? He's like, look, Jason told me he wanted me to do this. Well, that's that's not about keeping things small. That's just about keeping things first principles. It's just like always, you know, don't don't assume. Like let go of your assumptions and rethink it. But that's the thing. When you when when a boss comes and tells you to do X. You don't go and re-question all your boss's assumptions. Well, that's you do that's, what your boss asks you to do, and you. Um, that's not the approach I've ever taken, and that's why I've rubbed people up the wrong way so many right. times. Because I'm like, uh, this thing we're doing is a piece of shit. What are we doing? But anyway, but yeah, we're okay, talking to right. junior developer, right? <laughs> oh, okay. We're not right, talking right, right. somebody who's <laughs> who's got 20, 30 years experience and who wants to get okay. and wants to debate you on all your tech stack choices and stuff. You want someone who's like, oh, okay, I, it sounds reasonable. Yeah. What Jason said, it sounds reasonable, and I'm going to go do it. But just do it. Let's but, just get. But it when done, you're yeah. doing all yourself, you can go back and go. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Am I being an asshole here? Is this stupid? Maybe I need to think this because because you because I'm suffering from the pain, right? I'm suffering from this because I'm like, oh, now I get Elasticast crap, and now I got to do the S3, and I got to run more tests, <laughs> and now I got to figure out, you know, how to configure all this stuff. And I'm like, so because I'm looking at this, I'm like, is there an easier way that's going to cause me less pain? But I mean, my new rule is if you can do it in the client, you should. Well, that's like, a that that's just... a whole nother discussion, Justin. <laughs> that's a whole nother because there's a big argument. Like maybe you should, but 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 just but when when you scale up and you bring other people on, you take money and you bring other people on. I think you often lock yourself in a lower orbit and you get less become a, with less optimal solutions because there's you don't have a whole thing in your head and you're not able to say you know what we need to just do this right you know you're just people are doing stuff with partial information and they're under directive to do x and they just say okay look you know this is this is what i was told to build and this is what i'll build you know and if something is completely obviously stupid i'll say something but you know obviously hey build it in react or do this or use graphql or use this okay that's something you don't go back and say wow you know i don't know if you should do this so. a kind of similar thing is like with modern teacher um you know for when guys working for me and they want to do something i i want to give them autonomy to make the decision on how they're doing it and so they've they've typically followed best practice and that's the reason why the build systems you know up until i i redid them like last year it, it took like 20 minutes to do a build and it's like so <laughs> you know People will do stuff that's best practice, which typically is much slower than if you just did something smarter. You know, I don't know about smarter, but just it was just exactly simpler. why I don't buy all this best practice bullshit. 
That's why I'm saying, you're like, Jason, you're such a contrarian. I'm like, am I? I don't know. I mean, here's the deal with best practice. You've got to pick and choose, though. Like database migrations, that's not best practice. That's just sensible. No, just, just, just like, here's the thing. <laughs> the deal is that you have to look at your individual, the context of your individual situation. Use first principles, common sense thinking. Okay, what should I do here? Everybody says do this, so I'm going to do that. And that's what people, if you don't do, you don't do best practice. Oh, God, I don't do best practice. Fuck best practice. Be smart. <laughs> Please call the show fuck best yeah. practice. <laughs> Be smart. Use the all of the information you actually have at hand and do that. You know, sure, listen to the best practice, maybe their idea, maybe that suggestion, which is true 85, 90% of the time is actually true in your case, but often cases not. Like you could go on and read so much information about marketing and growth and stuff, and then you turn out it's actually talking B2B, right? B2B SaaS. They're not talking B2C. Right. And so you're reading all these articles and you don't realize there's this implicit assumption that's baked into how to do things. And you'll see that happen all the time, whether it's writing code or it's infrastructure stuff or it's, you know, marketing or growth. It's it's there's all there's these baked in assumptions that a lot of times nobody's making a going to any great pains to make explicit and you read about and everybody just was repeating it. And then someone eventually comes like, wait, 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 why are we doing this? I don't know, it's just the best practice, you know? And it's like, okay, why is it the best practice? Well, you know, because some smart person wrote an article about it, everybody upvoted on Hacker News. I'm like, okay, so your high IQ theorists all agree it's true, and they don't know anything about your problem. They think it's 100% true all the time. And that's true. Nothing in technology is 100% true all the time. It's not even like 80% true 80% of the time. It's just... Without with zero knowledge about your thing, your situation, I'm going to say you should do this, and you'd be right more often than not. And it would probably be, you know, like I said, with zero information, the best choice. But use the information you have about what you're doing to make and make choices based on that. Mm -hmm. I guess that's my rant. So concludes my rant of the day. No, that's good. I, I think that this is good. Like you've been doing a rant every show. <laughs> I don't. I'm not trying to rant. I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> they just you know you're like this is i this is like i'm speaking you know those 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 shows well we've spoken about this before but like those shows where they're talking to a criminal yeah and the, and the, the criminals are like, <laughs> the criminals are like in black silhouette that's what you look like right i'm in full bright light here and jason is in complete let me go this i'm just, just like gonna a step away now and turn on a light one second one second because you're <laughs> In the dark, you just look like a kind of ape character. A a just an like, ape? Just like an ape, like a Sasquatch looming over. <laughs> Rant of a Sasquatch. All right. Um, so I see you're wearing a T-shirt that says USA. I, I, please tell me you didn't hold out hope that your your football team could win. No, this is just one of my... This is Sandy bought this for me for 4th of July a few years ago. And it's, okay. it's on the rotation. I think that England and, and America both... No way. No chance. And I know that they're both out now, but I always believe that. I always believe they didn't have a chance. And and you know this because... Because they never win. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the guy who doesn't even follow the sport. Okay. so I mean, it's, it's true. I don't. But uh, I really... I would be very happy if either of them won. 
You're very good. All right. So, so moving on. Okay. Um, by the way, I was thinking, one thing I was thinking about, uh, you know, when I posted that question to the discord about the S3 yeah. and elastic cash and, and by the way, I, I really appreciate how helpful everybody is. And that's, it's really cool. It kind of reminded me of, um, you, the movie, uh, I mean the TV series X-Files. Do you ever watch that? Yeah. So X-Files was my, was my all time favorite show. And Mulder, whenever he did some really hard problem or something, he did, he would go to the the, the three gu- the lone gunman, <laughs> the three guys, <laughs> and um, what was it, Langley and Byers and Fro- oh god, Frohickey, I guess, and they would all like, all right, you're trying to do this, well, let me. <laughs> they would break out. <laughs> they bring up all this crazy tech and all this crazy like oh well you go just hack into the system and da 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 and then we do <laughs> and that that's kind of what it's like it's like the lone gunman that's the uh, <laughs> it's like which is cool that's I like cool. having the lone gunman yeah. available we're we're here for you buddy we're here <laughs> so um the other thing I wanted to uh, uh, talk about with Math Academy which I thought would be kind of interesting um so we made a couple decisions totally on based on data on, on, on analysis we're front we you know we have enough data in a lot of ways that we can say okay does this make sense and right. um one of the things that um uh that alex who's the director of content and by the way he's math ninja on discord if you ever for if ever He'll pop in and Rose won't say something. Have a wondering who Math Ninja was. Yeah. Oh, by the way, he says the show. He's like, I like listening to the show because I find out things I didn't even know about Math Academy. <laughs> he's like, I didn't even know about that 30 day money back thing. That's news to me. <laughs> I was like, really? He's like, yeah, you didn't bother saying that. I'm like, oh, sorry. You know, because he and I spend, I mean, our, our calls are long enough and we're just getting through content and curriculum and what's going on with the teams and, uh, you know, it's a can't cover can't cover everything, so I don't know. It's like spend a lot of time discussing marketing with him or, or whatever yeah. you know, or just operational stuff. So I thought that was kind of funny. Is my my director of content gets his sort of Math Academy update listening to the podcast. <laughs> probably <laughs> doesn't cool. say a lot about my communication efforts. <laughs> Does he listen on 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 one x speed, two x speed, or three x sure. speed? Well, You'll have to I'm ask, sure him. ask him. The um, yeah. Uh, oh God, I was going to say something else about it. Oh, so a lot of times I'll just post stuff about what's going on to a shared channel with a few of the guys about stuff that's really relevant to them, not to the whole team. And, but like Alex will like be like, he, he'll announce it to the whole team. Like he'll say, Hey guys, cause I talk about the accreditation thing. He'll say, this is what's going on. And you know, you get all these thumbs up and stuff. And I'm like, Oh yeah, I guess I probably should have done that. <laughs> I'll just say, Hey Alex, Justin, you're by the way, this is what's just, just happened. No, that's good. You should keep doing it that way because it's good for them to to get that. <laughs> yes, yeah, so feel, I feel, feel kind of yeah. bad. Sandy, Sandy says that I'm just like the guy in the background and the shadows, you know, just kind of petting my cat, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I actually think that's good. That that is really good because you want them to feel empowered. Yeah, you want like that's what you. Well, want. Well, Alex is always your... like, man, you got to write like a a yearly like up for looking forward and write a big thing you do this and i'm like yeah yeah i'll totally do that and i have never do it you know i i think i think i've done it once in the past four years like he, he's told he's asked for that he's like you know the team would really i think get appreciate and get a lot out of this if you could just like write something about the vision and the progress and stuff 
and I just just write just write bullet points and give it to the guy I use the editor <laughs> the G- because he'll he'll create it turn it into something beautiful and then you I'll can just, just give, give it that to, to Chat team. GPT or whatever right yeah exactly Chat GPT just, that's just great do it you know um, oh my god that's crazy that Chat well GPT speaking stuff. of the Chat GPT uh, wait you said we'd made a, an, a decision informed yeah on but I just want to bring the Chat GPT so I'm sitting here a few hours ago I'm in the living room watching football game working doing some writing some code and i heard colby talking to a friend he's like yeah man if you can't think of any quote just you chat gpt it'll write this up he's like that's what i did from like what are you doing <laughs> you know like oh i mean I, the students are already leading on this this is video three of years i'm are. just like dude don't do that don't use it for anything come on you know well no i saw i was that saw an article i didn't read it but it's like you know, New York Times, ChatGPT, is this the end of the student essay? It you is. Know? I mean, it's going to, I mean, yeah. if, if students don't use it to write the whole thing, they'll just take it and edit it. You know, yeah. it's like you're going to have to have in class essays. Like sit down for an hour and a half, write the essay under time conditions. That's going to have to be. So that technically means that we're in the equivalent of a hiring spiral because it, it can only get worse because, like, whatever each person writes is just going to go, that's going to reinforce the model which is going to make it more towards that direction that's just going to make it more the same the same the same the same so nah. we're not going to get smarter we're going to get dumber no nah, i don't think that's true because the best the best writers always going to write their own stuff they're the most insightful stuff interesting stuff and the, the models will get better and better at picking out they're not going to it's just not the mean it's going to look for the, the best stuff that has the most um recognition in one way or another the most authority and it's going to how do, how do the best writers write you know, it'll get better so, than that. It'll get better. I guess you're saying haters gonna hate, writers gonna write. Pretty much. Got it. Pretty much. Haters <laughs> gonna hate. Okay, so back to the the the, the, the decision. The, the data, data, the data, the, data, yeah. the um decision, evidence based decision making. So Alex was like, so right now when you do a uh, you're doing a lesson, each lesson is broken to like two to four we call knowledge points, and you have to answer at least two questions. A row in a row correct to move to the next knowledge point okay so you would you might miss the first one to get two incorrect or if you get two other bit great correct then you can move on to the next one and alex is like you know sometimes we give him like a hard question first which seems kind of unfair and then we give him an easy one or maybe you know it's like it just and i had i hadn't written it in a way that makes it dynamically update so we could load the questions all at, at, at the beginning and I was thinking, you know, the variance of the questions isn't that great within a knowledge point. I mean, like the harder and the easier ones is not that big a difference. I mean, they're relatively harder, but it's not way harder. And I started thinking about it. I was like, okay, before I spend a lot of time rewriting this thing, because it sounds like a good idea, let's see if it's a good idea. And so I suggested, could you... Um... Wait, what? what is a good idea? What's the oh, I'm sorry. The, the decision would be to intelligently select the difficulty of the question based on how the student is doing. So make the first question relatively an easier question within the knowledge point. Got okay? it. Okay. And if they get that right, then we give them a, a harder one as opposed to randomly. Sometimes you get a harder one. Sometimes you get a slightly easier one at first or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it turned out there was no statistical difference in terms of how many bonus points a student got and whether they passed the lesson or not. It didn't make a difference. It's one of those things that was like, you know, I mean, Alex is still skeptical. Seems logical. I'm like, you know, I mean, he's what he's suggesting 
makes sense. You're like, well, dude, if you if you make the easiest the easier one first, the higher chance that they're going to learn from that and have some confidence, and they go on the second one, then they get a hard one first. And I just said, well, I don't, you know, especially since it means me doing work. I'm like, all right, I'm I'm gonna I want to prove to me that I have to do but, this. But how did you disprove it? Because that that wasn't also clear what you just said. Justin ran an analysis on all yeah. the questions where. Either the first one was hard or the first one was easy and followed up the difficulty of the question, the order, whether the ordering made any difference in the questions. We went easy, medium. Okay. So, so basically he looked at the ordering and then just compared that to the general outcome. Yeah. So it would make it, if you got the easy one first or you got an hard one first or whatever, this make have any, it turns out it, it was statistically pretty much insignificant. There was no difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that probably says that there's just not the the rate the, the the variance of difficulty isn't that high. And sometimes what happens if it's in hard question first, you could say, okay, well the student goes, oh wait, I'm gonna think about this a little bit more, right? And then then they're better prepared for the second one. How many sessions was that run against, or users, or whatever? Like, oh, what was the I data don't know. size? We have huge. I mean, we have you know obviously you know 500 users now, and we have th- many then, but, so many each student answering many. I don't know, thousands of questions. I mean, it's a lot. We have a lot of data. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So that was cool. And then the other one was Alex. We were talking about like splitting our lessons in from like our four KP lessons, some of them into two KP each. Just only two, only two, you know, which because they're pretty short, right? And I was a. Wait, what is four KP and two KP? So mean? a lesson. Like I said, a lesson is divided into KP or knowledge points, right? Oh, and each knowledge, knowledge point okay. has, uh, for, you know, up to five questions that you have to answer. If you you have to get at least two in a okay. correct to advance to the next knowledge point. And, you know, he wouldn't when Alex was looking at, you know, what we did, I Justin wrote a tool to find all of our lessons that have a low pass rate. Lessons were, right. you know, they're not passing at least 80% of the time students pass on the first try. And there were some that were really bad, like 50% pass rate or like 40 like, whoa, like, you know, that's not, that's not good at all. And um, so Justin wrote a tool to do this analysis and to continually find the, 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 the lessons that most kids are failing, our kids are failing at unacceptably low rates. And so one of the, one of the ways that Alex was addressing it was, splitting off the lessons into making smaller bite size so you didn't have to learn as much at one time. And mm-hmm. a lot of times it was like splitting them off and then inserting another knowledge point, scaffolding knowledge point. I mean, there were, there were a lot of things he did. But the result of it is we had a lot more 2KP lessons. And I was skeptical. I was like, okay, wait a minute. 2KP, that doesn't seem like that's enough questions. You know? Like, I'm... I'm not sure about that. I'm, I, you know, I think kids might need to do, you know, at least three KPs. And, um, and so I said, all right, well, Justin, run analysis. Let's see if I'm correct. What I want to see is if they pass on the first time, how often do they struggle uh, or fail the first review on this? Or how often do they struggle on the, um, on the quiz? Is it lower? Right, because he just didn't get enough practice, and it turns out there was statistically almost no significance. Didn't make a difference. So I was like, "All right, I'm wrong. Screw it." You know, which is great. It's great when you have this kind of data because then you can start making your product better on, on using hard evidence, not just intuition. I can say with a very high degree of certainty that there is no other math training company who's going along and analyzing 
the student responses to the answers <laughs> and then going ahead and reworking them and making it so that they can get through the stuff faster. That That is definitely, in my opinion, something that's unique to Math Academy. And it's, it's awesome, oh, thanks. by the way. Yeah, I mean, it's it's making a big difference. You know, our pass rate, our first time pass rate of lessons now is 93%. So is that... Now, but but people are learning the stuff. It's not it's 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 not that you're just faking it. It's just that they're learning. No, they're, I mean it's hard. Oh yeah, I better. mean yeah. you know like because because you, you have a you have a quiz that you have quizzes that show up once or twice a week and they're time conditions and they're you know they're they're the hardest questions that we have typically in those in those topics and kids do well. They have to you have to do it under time conditions with without any referencing any type of resource or anything like that. So, yeah. And so, anyway, we have a 93% pass rate in the first time and a 98% pass rate on the second go-through. So, even if you fail the first time, it's almost positive chance. Uh, it's almost guaranteed 98%. 98%. That's pretty good. So, And it's going to keep good. going up because I think we, we still have low-hanging. We have still some lessons here and there that are like in the 80, high 70s, low 80 pass rates and we're going to keep getting the, the the hardest lessons and still figuring out how to make them you know how to make them um ha have kids have not struggle with them and typically what that means is breaking things up into smaller bite size so you just go over one you were trying to a lot of times you're trying to grab too much too big of an idea or too much technical mm -hmm. skill into one learning let's just just let's just do this let's just go through this mm -hmm. lock this in and then we'll build on that in a few three or four or five days you know, that is how you want to do it. The problem, what makes things so hard to learn so often is you're trying to, you're just trying to cram way too much in at one time. Mm -hmm. and, and it's usually because, you know, when you're in a um, classroom environment or a, or a university environment, that's just how it works. You have, you know, three lectures, you're going to have, you, you just have to go for cover a lot of ideas and a lot of stuff and you don't, you can't scaffold it appropriately. It's too, 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 too tedious, too time consuming. But of course, computer you know, works that there's no problem with tedium. <laughs> Computer's like, we'll just take our time step by step. But of course, that's what allows our system to be much more efficient. And it's four, it's four times as efficient as a normal. You're going to get through it four times faster than normal in a normal classroom. That's so, great. Um, so yeah, that's something with anything else. The, um, um, you know, I don't know. I mean, if you generally, I got a, got a really great email from one, dad and he's just like he's like how are you guys even doing this like how is it this effective like this is amazing and i said well i went into the whole thing i was like there's a lot to it you know but this is it but it's really cool when you get these emails where people are just sort of shocked like i don't even know how this is how how is it this this effective and um so i've gotten 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 some of those recently but That's but nice. there was you know the thing is too it's like i was telling justin i was like justin skysick when we were at lunch today i said you know we're just scratching the surface. I mean, I look at all the things that we're going to be doing, challenge problems and the coding exercises and the proofs and the labs and the and the and the social element and the and the all the animated stuff. I mean, it's going to be so much cooler and so much better, such a better experience in you know, 6, 9, 12 months from now. It's like he, he it's like it's pretty basic in a lot of ways. Um, and it's just very, the gamification is going to get better. The animation, the UI is going to get more engaging. It's going to become more fun. It's going to become more social. It's going to give you more information. It's going to be richer. Like one thing with the idea is having la learning labs. So it's like, instead of like, you know, uh, a multiple choice or even a free response, it'd be like, okay, so here's a setup. We're going to use an external tool, either going to code the answer 
you're going to use a spreadsheet or are you going to use something like R or something like that? So it's like a more more involved thing, which will you know again call a lab, and then it'll go through a series of of here. Okay, now what you do? Get a spreadsheet, you know, whatever time, you know, you know, here's a thing. Go through this now. Calculate all that stuff, and then we need to find you know try and come up with this answer. And then okay, and then it'll be like a series of steps. It might be like a half hour, you know, or an hour long project or something. So will you build the IDE type thing for that, or is that something you'll Oh, I think what us. I would do is I think when you do a lab, you could they would be external, right? Like you would say for labs, you would. Uh, I mean, I'm just this is just a concept. This is an idea. It's like okay, you know, you could there could be a coding version. So people who who know how to code, we will have a built in. We might have a built in like just like a, a coding editor or whatever. But if you if you if you had the sort of maybe you weren't into coding and you didn't want to, you didn't want to learn any coding you're like okay well we also have a, a spreadsheet variation of this so here's how we can do Riemann sum approximation or whatever using a spreadsheet and we'll say hey here you can either use Google Docs or you know one of these online free things so you'll plug directly into Google Docs nah, or I, like, I think that would be a little they'll I think load that'd be a little janky you. just open up a tab and do it stuff's all free. Okay, okay. And just Got get it. the yeah. data out, run the calculation. What do you get? Okay, type it in here. Oh, oh, I see. I right, see. or because okay. like, yeah. they could use some really advanced, you know, statistical package like R or or or, or something, right? Cool. And yeah. and so you for Got for it. much more advanced course, like we do a numerical analysis course, and you could say, yeah. okay, well, here's some advanced statistical numerical packages. You know, you were going to have you go through a series of steps and do this. I was trying to build that in a web browser, in a and it would just be kind of a silly. So you don't need to do that. No, no. Yeah, that, that makes complete sense, especially if the only thing you need is the end output. So that's fine. Mm -hmm. um, so was that everything with Math Academy? I think so. I think that's it. So yeah, we're just um, focusing for the next um, next few months and just uh, making stuff better. Right now, I'm just rewriting uh, all of the sort of the qu the question answer, kind of the, the, the what we talk the inner loop, right? The Making making mm -hmm. all the, the rendering was part of that, so I'm, I'm kind of rewriting and that so it's faster, um, cleaner, more consistent, all that kind of stuff. Just look looks better, make mm -hmm. it more professional. Cool, it's coming along. Very cool, very cool, very cool. Um, <clears throat> well, AI is definitely worth talking about. I mean, it's just I was so my friend my friend sent me a song, uh, and he said this is an AI vocal, and I was like, wait. Like it just sounded like a, a real person singing, and then I went went ahead and like researched it and saw how you can just there's there's these programs now that just have these AI vocals, and you can you just like type type in what you want them to sing, and you like drag the notes up and down with a grid editor, oh. and it's just like you can make a. I mean, what we're getting to the point where you're just going to be able to do everything virtually. Like you're going to be able to deep fake George Clooney and Marilyn Monroe in a movie. You know, you'll be able to like AI can make the music, AI can make the backdrops and the animation, and you, all you got to do is just come up with some concepts. Yeah, I mean, it'll super, it'll superpower a lot of things. I mean, even these code of coding assistants. I was talking yeah. to a guy who's at a, another startup. He works with a friend of mine, and he was experimenting with it. And he's a guy was was shockingly good. You know, so I think it's one of the things that's like. Like IntelliSense, it's like the new IntelliSense, right? It's the next, it's the our code completion kind of thing. It's like um, it, you'll just have it sitting there in your browser as a as a window, and it's just sort of. I see you're trying to write a, a sort of an array. 
<laughs> Maybe I'll help you with that. You know? Oh, I can do it. It's almost like an over-eager junior developer. Ooh, I can do that. I can. All right, you just go do it. Like, oh, you're downloading images from S3 and going to compress them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. Okay. You know, it'll be yeah. the it'll be the over-eager over intern or junior developer. Like, who's, who's really smart, right? He's really smart. He may not know the entire context of the project, but he see there are pieces where he could just like, oh, I can do that. And he might not give you 100%, but he'll give you like 85 90%. And you're like, okay, yeah, but actually I want to change the variable names here. And I want to just make this and then you get it. And that, it, it'll just, it'll, right, it'll, it'll make us that much more um, productive. I mean, it's not going to write, oh, build math academy, you know? I mean, it's not going to do that. <laughs> no, it's not going to do that. But writing, um, writing certain functions, writing certain, maybe even certain classes at some point, it's just going to make that... Um, more faster. The, the one that just blew my mind was the one where the guy basically says to chat GPT, okay, I want you to essentially be the internet, you know, or a computer, mm -hmm. you know? And so, so basically he's, he's like putting in Linux commands and he's like, you know, each, each G chat GPT command is like LS AL kind of thing. And it's just responding, mm -hmm. thinking that it is a computer now, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? It's just, it's just like, so it's a computer within a computer within a computer. It's like, it's, it's, it's representing its own imaginary idea that it is a computer. Mm -hmm. Quite astounding. Yeah. But, you know, somebody also said they were writing, there were, um, <laughs> they were, they asked a question about something involving, I think it was Locke or Hobbes, who were these, you know, political philosophers from, um, the 1800s or 1700s. And, um, he's like, the thing was pretty interesting, except it confused Locke and Hobbes. It was saying that Hobbes was saying a bunch of things that actually was Locke, was not what Hobbes said. But because Locke mm. and Hobbes are often discussed in the same context, because they were sort of, I think they were contemporaries or, or nearly contemporaries, and they, you know, debated and discussed a lot of these ideas. And so it was totally wrong. And that's why you have to be, you're going to have to be careful with this stuff. You know, it's not... Um, it's not like a calculator where you put in something and it'll just calculate the correct answer for you. It's and so I think it 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 it'll be useful to a degree, but it's not. It's like it's like self-driving cars. It's like it's just gonna be really hard to have a completely reliable self-driving car. You're gonna have to guide this thing and take over some of the time. But just for a lot of normal stuff, it'd probably be okay. I think that's the way it's gonna be. But it's not going to turn all these normal writers into like these fantastically, brilliantly talented, insightful, you know, opinion columnists or something like that. The thing that's that's cool about it is it's it's able to do stuff that humans wouldn't necessarily imagine or wouldn't really take the time to do. So it's like, what did I see the other day that was just really, really funny? Um. It, they said, describe, describe fixing a a, video, a VCR recorder that was broken because it had peanut butter in it, but do it in the form of um, like a 12th century Bible. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so it's like, it's like, uh, and the Lord said unto thee, you know, and it was, it was perfect. It explained exactly how to solve the problem, but in this in this very strange verse. And it's the same thing with the image, the image grid is it's like, you know, make a picture of this in the format of that merging these two things, just things that you can quickly say, but that you'd probably think 
no, I w I'm not going to actually waste my life doing that. <laughs> but these these AIs make it so easy to do it that you get these incredible new outcomes that just wouldn't yeah, exist without them. Yeah, I see the thing is, though, stuff gets boring real quick. quick. Like the diffusion AI stuff, it's like this par party trick. Everybody's playing around with it. Ooh, gee, look at this. And then after couple of weeks it's like you know it's kind of boring it's like i you know twitter is just littered with ooh, like chat gt i did this i did that and then it's everybody's showing off right. with it and then after a while everybody's kind of bored with it you know that is and true <laughs> i got bored with it like after about the first day i was like okay like i i, I did not want to read another chat chat gpt tweet i'm over it you know um it, it, in the end in a day it's got to be a useful tool for something not g whiz isn't this neat you know, um, the G whiz stuff just is a very short lifespan. Um, but if it, if it, one thing could, could do, and I think that uh, Sam Alton mentioned something about this is taking a lot of text and boiling it down to a TLDR bullet points. That would be really useful. Mm. That would be really useful. Cause how many articles have you, get, you, you look at interested and you're like, oh, I just don't have the time for this right now. I just well, the, isn't that what you wanted to do with Signalcast? Uh, yeah, I mean, I wanted to build something like this. I don't know if it was Signalcast, if I was going to use that domain or not, but yeah, something something like that. Yeah, but it would be it would be cool for that. I think just TLDR this thing for me. I mean, it'd be interesting if you just had a um, uh, just an extent an extension in your browser and it automatically TLDR'd any article on the right. I mean, of course, Joe Joe wrote something that did a summary of an article, and he did it in a couple of weeks. But uh, you know, these guys did it, and they spent I don't know ten million training well, the, the model. Question, maybe, maybe theirs will be as good as yeah. Joe's. Well, question is, yeah, exactly. <laughs> is this good? So, so I think is a browser extension <laughs> is the way to do it. Is is, yeah. is 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 just I don't want a bunch of links. I don't want anything. I just if I'm on a page and there's some kind of an article. Just either automatically TLDR it for me, or if I click a thing, then t and it, it's on the right hand. Now, if that is going to be that's going to exist. Someone has to do that as a side project. Yeah. That makes a lot of yeah, sense. Yeah, because just stuff that's like, you know, I mean, I always appreciate those TLDRs because it's like you know, they're, they're not soft time to still read it. You know, if there's some interest, something interesting about it, but it's annoying when you feel like you have to like devote all this time into this article, and a lot of times it's just not wasn't worth it in the end. You know. So, oh, I've, I've read just two more Bath Academy things I want to bring up. You there? Sure. Are you there? You're, you're distracted. You're typing some. You're doing some. I was just telling. I was just telling Georgie. Uh, give me another ten twenty. Okay. So, um, the one of the things I realized is I haven't had to put more money in that Math Academy since I think the Hacker News back in the last couple oh, two and a half really? three months. So every we're totally running off of of uh, subscription. Whoa. That, but the reason is is That's because we get a major. the reason is because we get a fair number of annual subscriptions, so it's front loading, it's continually front loading. Yeah, front loading. That's such a big deal. The annual subscriptions. People don't realize. Yeah, I mean, I just did it because I mean, I, I, I just because people are asking. They're like, "Oh, can I get an annual?" I'm like, "All right, you know, it's like fine." <laughs> I, I really did want to do. Well, people. People hate the feeling of uh, just the money dripping out every month. You just like, okay, I wanna, I wanna pay for this and get my twenty percent and just do it. Yeah, yeah. And then anyway, so but the reality is, is that we have. I'm not saying you know I, I'd have to look at the bank account. I mean, maybe I have to inject a few grand here or there. But I mean, to where I was before generating, you know, injecting like whatever is twenty five, thirty grand a month every month. That's brutal. That was brutal. Yeah. And it was yeah. up to fifty at one point. 
And um, so now we're down to like zero. That feels that is so a cool. lot better. <laughs> that feels a lot better. <laughs> so we're default alive. We're all, we, I guess you could say we are tentatively operationally break even, you know, which is a kind of a big deal. Um, That's a really big yeah. deal. Huge. Yeah. So, um, Congrats, oh, man. Thanks. That, thanks. So, that, so you had three things to celebrate. You didn't even realize. I didn't even. Yeah, I didn't. That's true. That's true. Should have brought you along. That way you say, hey, guys. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah. Hey, I'm so glad to be here, guys, with your celebration. Yeah. That's right. That's what I um, <laughs> So So Sandy has decided that she wants the marketing site to be on Webflow. She is just. She's decided that she's annoyed that she can't just easily go on and change stuff and add stuff. So, yeah. I so so, I there's a um a, a, a friend of mine who just used an agency to build their website in Webflow and um cost about ten grand, uh, but it was the whole it was the whole thing, um really really I mean it I don't think that the style that they did would be anything like what you would like, but they do really clean good work, so I can I'm happy to forward you them and then you just so you it would all be taken out of your hands they do everything. Like everything from customer searching to writing, you know, to the, the copy, the images, the design, mm -hmm. whole piece. Yeah, I might take a look but at it's that. About 10 That's grand. pretty expensive, though. Grand, That's yeah. a lot of money. Um, okay. Uh, I there was a there was someone I found on uh, I think it was either Upwork or Fiverr, or one of these places, and they were they did some really good stuff, and it was it was okay. like a thousand bucks, twelve hundred bucks, and. The thing is that we already have a pretty good start, you know. So what I told Sandy is maybe we should do is we have this next phase of 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 copy that we want to write. Like that's like Sandy's. I think it's probably going to be Sandy's next big um, project, you know. Um, like let's go another round on the website. Let's just add all this stuff in, and then it will, you know, having a having somebody work on you work with that won't won't be, won't cost as much and won't be as much work. So. I think, that, uh, yeah, that's a good plan. I, I do think that she's right, though. I think she definitely needs to be able to just go in there and do stuff ad hoc. It's going to be painful. And you don't want to have to build a whole CMS system. Well, I'm not going to do that. I, what I would say is, <laughs> is what I was telling her, is like, just go and just write it in a Google Doc and say, here, add this, do this. But even that, even that just like every marketing team finds that annoying. Yeah, always, of course, I'm like, of can you just do it? And she's just like, yeah, I would much rather just go in. I'm like, fine. <laughs> Like, yeah, just do it. Even my wife is annoyed. It's like it's not that the marketing. It, it's not like look. If she asks me to do something, I'm going to do it. Unlike most engineering firms, marketing goes to engineering and say we need to do this, and engineering's like I don't have to answer to you, marketing, right? I don't. You know, we have other stuff to do. As the opposite, if Sadie says I need this. Could you please do that? I'm going to do it. Right? Sure. You know, and um, because I want to eat dinner, so. <laughs> Yeah, that's a that's a but bit even, of a that's one of the downsides of uh, you know doing the like working with your wife in that way. Like you, she could she could make you pay right. if you did something that's wrong. Right. That's right. Well, that's why it's like like so much of the account management stuff, the stuff that she was having to like deal with, all those problems got solved really quickly. Right, the onboarding issue. She's like, "Will you please fix this?" People are, you know, we like we had an issue where like most recently we were like. Um, uh, what would happen is the parents would put in 
their email address when they're signing up. And then they would use the same email address for the kids because their kids like 10 or 11 or 12. And it would say yeah. email optional. And instead of just leaving it blank, they would put in their email, which Insanity is like, yeah, that's what I do all the time when they ask for a kid's email. I'll just put my email in, right? And yeah. I was like, well, it's optional. But if the kid doesn't have an email, just don't put it in. But they were putting it in anyway. And then it would do it wouldn't check and see if it was the same email. It would sort of combine the com- accounts. And so you'd have a combined parent-child email uh, account. Does that make sense? So I got a couple more quick things real quick before we leave. It, it, are you, unless you want anything. Yeah, sure. So Go for I, it. I've discovered – so my iPhone has been having a trouble charging for a while. Like I would plug it in and it just wouldn't – I had to like plug it in like 15 times until I could get it to actually the charge, to start to charge, get the lightning bolt. Oh, I know. The, yeah, I know the problem. Yeah. I was like, damn, this thing sucks. And Colby – Came by and he's like, oh, like it probably just dusted. He went in and got some tweezers and got the dust out. Sarah, char- charge is fine. Oh and that's okay. the same thing that happened to my Mac. I thought it was my my Mac was messed up because I would move the um the the optical mouse and the and this, a lot of times the 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 cursor wouldn't follow. And I thought there was just and it turns out it just had dust in my mouse, which the guy at the at the Genius Bar fixed in just like Colby in like one minute. So it turns out we don't need new technology. We just need less dust. That's it. Like you don't need faster process. Just remove the dust. He's a genius. That's it. But this is, I mean, it's just, I keep getting fooled into thinking, Oh, I need the faster process. You remember? No, just get, just do, just, just get the dust out. You'll be good. You're fine. That's the new, that's the new, that's I, the truth of the day. I do really like my new Mac. It's much better than Which the one. Which one do you one. have? 16 inch, the 16 inch MacBook pro. Is the it's M1? Nice. It's very nice. M1, 16 yeah. inch, M1 you got Pro. the big honking one, huh? M1 Pro. Well, that's because I don't use the displays like you. I don't understand what that means. What do you mean you don't use it like me? You just like use. Do you have like I, a Braille interface or screen. something? I only use the screen on the laptop. I don't use it with multiple extra displays. Oh, why not? You you just use it as a, you just use it as like a CPU unit, and then you have other displays that you use. Well, right? yeah, I have two monitors that I use, and then but then I work on the couch or in bed or whatever, and then I like I'm like now oh, it's okay. just sitting on my lap, you know, which I use it in both modes. But what what I discovered, you know, what the problem is is so annoying is about five times a day, one of my monitors will start randomly flashing black. Did I did I tell you about this before? That's annoying. No, but that's and very no, and I, oh, but, but wait, wait, but please let me guess. Let me guess. Dust. Dust. And I think about it, it's got to be dust. <laughs> it's it's got to be dust. dust. I'm going to set Colby on the. I'm going to put Colby on the job. But um, actually, Colby was looking it up, and he says that the M1 doesn't support multiple monitors. The M1 chip. The M1 Pro does. I have an M1 Pro, I think. Don't I? I have a MacBook Pro. No, I have an you don't. Ac- a MacBook Pro. Is that in the. Yes, but your M1 yeah, is not the M1. My M1's Pro. an amateur, and they did. Your M1 is the original M1, and it does, which doesn't support multiple monitors. That's a that's a bullshit. So that's really annoying. <laughs> it is really annoying to have to restart my computer five times a day because it's like blanking out. And I'm like getting epilepsy looking at it. You know, I'm like God. So what I'm thinking about, what I think when the M2, when does that come out? I think I'm gonna upgrade to the M2 when that comes. That's like spring. Do do well. The M2 already. Uh, oh no, the, it's not out yet. But but you can get. There's an M. There's an M1 Pro and an M1 Max. Those are both available, and those both support multiple monitors. Yeah, I got it because I got to upgrade because this is driving me nuts. 
But first of all, look into the dust. Maybe yeah. it is the dust. But Colby claims it's Colby did the <laughs> research the and he said the, the reason is it only supports one monitor. I'm just like, man, what kind of a what is that? I mean, how how does it only support one monitor? Someone was just discussing that on Discord, but I dare not look. Just yeah, in case you I'm think hanging up. backgrounding. Hanging up. <laughs> so um, the uh <laughs> um so so here, here I'll just this is my last thing. So, Arrow, uh, not Arrow, my middle daughter Izzy. I've been forcing her to watch old um, like monster movies with me. You there? Okay. So we watched uh, the Blob, which is like, have you seen that one? Are you trying to act like the Blob? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. You don't. You sort of look like the Blob. <laughs> Do we watch the Blob? No, I'm thanks. <laughs> thanks. Wow, you're really, really. Bringing me down at the end of this show, man. You oh, well, you 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 spread okay. your face out on the things. I thought you were trying to blob it, you know, <laughs> just blobbing it out. So then we did. Um, then I tried. That she kind of liked that. It was actually wasn't so bad. It wasn't so bad. It actually had. Um, oh God, I can't remember the guy's name. He had a pretty famous uh, actor in it. Who? Um, let me just see. Did you watch Young Frankenstein with no, her? That's not an old movie. That like old old. Okay, but you have to watch Young Frankenstein. Oh, with I've us. seen. Yeah. Uh, well, that's the that's that's sort of. Um, hold on one second. The blob. Let me see. What is the actors in this? I'm blanking on it, and it's killing me. Oh, this is the new one. Damn it. Oh well. Whatever. Anyway, so watch the blob. Then, then I yeah. then I later watch the invasion of the body snatchers. The night. These okay. are like 1950 something, and it was funny. I was watching it, and I go, stop. Look at, I go, that's Sierra Madre. And I saw it, and I, I just could, I looked at the sort of like the center of the town, and it was the, it was the, uh, Sierra, the, the downtown little area of Sierra Madre, which I thought was pretty cool. And so now, and then I just drove through the other day. I'm like, hey, this is just where the body snatchers are. It's so cool when you drive around like past the end because there's so many movies that are shot here, and he's like, that's where Halloween so was, and that's Father of the Bride, and that's. You know, back to the outbreak, future. and that's back to the yeah, it's our, uh, back to the future, and that's Teen Wolf and South Pat. You know, it's like so many things. Um, and then I made, and then uh, what else? So then we watch. She didn't like. Um, she thought the Major Body Snatchers was kind of boring. I, I was good. Mm. She didn't like it. But then we watched the Creature from the Black Lagoon. You ever you hear that one? Yeah. Yes, the one who looks like he's got gills. Yeah, he's the stuff. Guild Man. It was it was funny because. Um, you know, because if we watch it kind of like mystery science theater style, do you remember that show, the Comedy Central style, where they have these three people just kind of mocking? It's this guy and these two robots, and they're making fun of the movie right, the whole time. Right. So we kind of do that. She's like, I don't understand why she's doing. What's the other thing? You know, she's an idiot. You know, so we just. But Izzy's really funny. She just is the funniest stuff. So that's what makes it entertaining. And then we watched the original King Kong from 1933. Oh, nice, Fay Ray. Fay Ray. Uh, she's that that's the actress she's called Faye Ray I think is she I, I could be wrong let me see so we watched that but it's funny I told her I said you know that movie is 20 it was 20 years old when they made Creature from the Black Lagoon like that's an old movie to them isn't that funny <laughs> like we're watching this movie for like, yeah. for like it's these really old black and white and this thing like, that is really old well, you should watch some of the Charlie Chaplin ones That's, then. Even, no, even, I'm not, you know, go back I'm not going. Uh, I'm not, I, I, need, I need, they have to be talkies at least, right? I, okay. I'm not going silent. All right. And so on deck, next we have on deck, I'm going to make her watch um, The Day the Earth Sits Hill. Have you seen her? Oh, that's a good, that's a good yeah. movie. Quite, quite unnerving. And anyway. then um, 
but the original again, not the one with Keanu Reeves. Yeah, yeah and yeah, then course, yeah. um, War of the Worlds. Oh, that's also very scary. Both of those are unnerving and yeah. scary. But the thing is, like, I, I'm like, I'm like, because you know, she's a writer, right? She like, she, she's always creating story, telling story. I'm like, this is like, this is like the fundamental pop culture stratum, right? This is the stuff that people make references to, and you realize they're making references to them. Like, these are the the originals. And you know, Sandy started with pushing Citizen Kane. I say, well, let's, I'm not sure that Citizen Kane yet, but. But watch seeing these old movies and like now you know, people talk about the blob or they talk about the creature black. Like you actually saw the movie. People might reference it, and, but they didn't actually see it. You actually saw it. Did you see that Hulu? I think Hulu has like that the 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 film the film directors collection or something like that, and it is a, it's a thousand movies that you must a watch. A thousand movies, Jesus. Yeah, it's like I think so. Yeah, yeah. we'll have to work through that later. <laughs> We can look that yeah. up. Yeah, I don't know if they still do it, but they they were doing it. Was it was collated by Kevin Smith, I believe. Oh, okay. Of clerks and mall rats. Yes, <laughs> fame. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but that's uh, that's been fun. That's been a that's been a fun thing. So, he, do you have any suggestions on the old monster movies? Like old? I'm not talking like seventies, eighties. I just, th- but I mean, you you really should watch Young Frankenstein. I mean, it's it's like one of the most important movies ever made. Oh yeah. Is that, is that true? Based according to who? I really do think that. Okay, the, 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 there's two movies that are incredibly funny that everyone needs what? to see. One of them is Young Frankenstein. It's just insanely funny. And the next one is The Sleeper by Woody Allen. Even though Woody Allen is not... Uh, has been has been cancelled in theory, but I would still <laughs> still cancelled watch... for marrying his au pair or whatever. <laughs> no, his au pair. I guess it was his daughter, something. right? It looks like an adopted daughter or something. <laughs> yeah. The Sleeper is absolutely hilarious by Woody Allen. It's so funny. Mm-hmm. And um, and uh, Young Frankenstein. So if you want a comedy day, well, watch two funny, funny I, I, movies. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I, you can throw me under the bus. Well, that's good. We're, we, so it was just I'm, I'm thinking like I'm thinking 1950s. 1950s. Uh, Quatermass. Quatermass. Quatermass, yeah. It's, it's, it was that movie I saw when I was a kid, when I was a kid, like 10. And I was absolutely terrified. What are you terrified. trying to do? You're trying to scare my daughter? Is that is that what this is about? And are you sure that's the fifties? Quite a mess. Uh, yeah, quite a mess. Um, uh, movie. All right, come on. The quite the quite a mess experiment. And how, when was it painted? When it's, was it made? It's, it's really what scary. What year? <laughs> um, nineteen fifty-five. Okay, the quite mass experiment. I think we'll watch the fly as Quite well. A mass experience. The, fly, the original fly. Oh, that was scary. That was really the, scary. The original fly. The original one, <laughs> not the one. Oh, the, like, oh 50s. so not not the Jeff no, Goldblum and Gina Davis. No, come on. Did did you get? You keep losing the 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 the, the plot here. We're talking fifties. Like the original. All right. Quatermass. 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 That Quatermass is fifty-five. That's come good. On, You're man. in. There you go. You got. That's good. That's good. So, all right, man. I think. I think all right, listen. Gotta, I, think, I think I'm gonna have yeah. to go. Yes, I do. All right, man. <laughs> That's a wrap. We're out.